Hello and welcome to Factory Founder Podcast. My name is Adelaide Njoki, a venture sourcing analyst at Founders Factory Africa. And in today's episode, I'd like to welcome Alex Musioka, the Chief Commercial Officer at Firebug Medical. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. So just to start us off, Alex, for the people who are a bit green, can you just understand, uh, one, what problem exactly is Viabug Medical solving for? And, you know, what gap are you currently trying to fill within the market? We founded Viabug back in 2018 after realizing a gap in the medical industry where at least five children in Africa die because of lack of medical supplies. And so we, as a company, are solving essentially three categories of problems. So there's um, the financing bit of it. So clinics are not able to afford their equipment. So we do finance through our partners. We also create health demand simulation models where we advise clinics and hospitals on which equipments to buy and the profitability of the given equipments. Aside from that, we also use predictive analytics where we predict demand through our previous data. And these are really changed. So we have disrupted the medical industry, specifically the distribution. And this gives us an upper hand in scaling up as a company. Just curious to understand, right? So if you were to compare fintech, agtech and health tech, healthcare is one of those sectors where it's crippled by you know, one, the infrastructure is a bit premature. The different stakeholders are, you know, quite fragmented, right? So essentially, you know, fintech is still hot, but because of health tech and how it's structured, you know, most founders are wary to actually dip their toe into this space, right? So can you just understand, did you hear these concerns voiced at you once you decided, okay, I want to pursue this for the next seven to 10 years, right? And what exactly made you still decide this is the path I'm still going to take, you know, no matter what comes along the way. So the, the medical industry and the health tech part of it is one premature market uh, industry that uh, many of founders in different sectors really do not want to go to. And one of the critical things about this is it's a little bit of you need the knowledge, first of all, of what you're going to do. For example, in the medical industry, you could not, probably it needs you to be a doctor for you to be able to probably sell a certain equipment or describe a certain equipment. And so it gives everyone a pain of where do I begin from, right? Aside from that, there's the cash intensive part of it. You, it, it's, you know, it's really expensive. As you understand, in, in Africa, in general, we do not have manufacturers locally so most of the things are imported and so it's a little bit tricky and then coming back to their human resource as well uh, looking at the biomed engineers i think africa is just uh, bringing in some of uh, new graduates in the next few years then that's when the market will be fully circulated with biomed engineers and so this is one restrictor key restrictor in terms of founders joining the, the health tech the other question that I also have is just to understand, to better understand your solution, right? What was the existing state, like the previous existing state? And you can even use a case study in, in, in your case, right? So what was happening previously? And then when you guys come in, what's the, like, the new state that you guys are allowing or enabling your customers to sort of like enjoy? Yeah, I think the existing industry is lack of medical supplies. 
expensive equipments that you know clinics cannot buy and so i'll give a case study of certain distributors in the market and most of the time they would concentrate in keeping in stock products that are actually more profitable right so they ignore the other products that are not giving them the returns that they actually need and so that that is one way that you know we saw the gap and we actually actualize it by making sure that we predict demand and ensure that we keep the fast moving and frequently moving products but aside from that technology was this groundbreaking differentiator between you know what we what what was done before and now and so we decided you know we're going to go the new era we we bring in the new era whereby it's it's not just based on gut feeling but it's always based on data and information just to build up on that curious to understand what data points you actually do collect to be able to predict we'll need this amount of equipments in 3 months or in 6 months just to understand how you know on a more granular level how exactly uh, that uh, that works it's it's kind of difficult to do that yeah. especially in the uh, an imperfect market like Africa where yeah. clinics are opening up on daily basis what we have done so far is we've tried to build our data through what we've sold before yeah. right so if let's say for example we have done 60 packets of gloves then in one month then you know we will already procure based on that information that we have but it it's not actually a fixed you know like we are currently using this because it's difficult to predict d- looking at the market situation especially in Africa so we have a long way to go we haven't say that we're we've done everything perfect it's not yet there but i i think we are on the path to perfecting that just curious to also understand how you get the buy in from the customers right so um, one what channels do you use to one acquire these customers and also just curious to understand what kind of pushback do you normally get right so it's oh, no we don't need this because of xyz or no we are all good right so exactly you know that frustrating bit that back and forth part between yourselves and the customers that you currently face like what's the feedback that you get and how are you able to like navigate that to get the eventual buy in from from this potential clients uh, a lot a lot <laughs> you know in africa they always say you have to begin you know? <laughs> yeah Our clients will come to you and like they have to begin that's price sensitive yeah so there's no there's always a relation between pricing and and quality and so this is something that we've tried to make our customers understand it has been a restrictor before but currently it's something that has really gained a lot of traction for us because i think a few months ago we sent our customers away and we had a very positive customer survey yeah. and our quality our customer satisfaction and so th- th- this was one of the restrictor right and then more words in terms of other competitors that we have in the market and so that was a great challenge because coming in as a new uh, player in the market what what you're offering someone else is offering so you have to give me the difference between what you're offering and what is there so that is basis of the differences i'm also curious to understand right so you've been in the market for a while you've been around since 2018 right when you guys are coming in of course every business is bathed out of some assumptions that you have you know like you assume 1 2 3 4 
And then based on that, you come up with a hypothesis, right? So if this happens, then, you know, we should expect that this would happen, right? So I, so initially, I'm, you know, I'm sure you had those assumptions and a set of hypotheses, which essentially guides how you would build your product, how you'd acquire your customers, you know, how exactly you deliver this solution, right? But then sometimes you go to market and it's a whole new story, right? So just curious to understand what were some of the assumptions and hypotheses that you guys had on the onset? And then you go to market and it's, you know, surprise, surprise, guys. This is not actually how it works. So actually, you, your hypothesis was actually correct, right? So trying to understand how that experience was like for you. And if you, if you at all found that a mismatch between what you guys thought initially and what you guys currently have at the moment. I've been in the medical industry for 13 years now. So before we ventured, I already understood the medical fraternity. But I would mention like, you know, on the tech part, we actually thought that we are going to have the data and start predicting immediately. But, you know, the consumption kept on increasing in, out, in, out, in, out. And until, you know, you're overwhelmed on what to predict because you do not have enough data. That's one. And then secondly, I would say we... I had an online platform, yep. um, which you still have, that is Reprocure. And, you know, some customers would say you want to give them a discount to procure online and some of them would be like, no, I, I, I do not want, we're giving you a discount. Come on, <laughs> can you just just type in the information so that yep. we can be able to order online, we deliver to you. Yep. And so those are kind of the things that we assume that they're going to work. But I, I wouldn't say like, you know, we had a good reception of our almost 40%. But I would say, yeah, those are some of the things that we thought they would work. Yeah. They didn't really work as we thought they would. So how exactly now did you work around those um, few hurdles, those two hurdles? Currently, I think most of the clients we, we approached uh, through training and explaining to them when why we are doing this. Because with our software now, currently we are predicting, you know, demand. So some most of them understood and actually some of them even accepted giving us their previous data. And so, you know, it's, it's all a matter of having a conversation with the clients and telling the client, the importance of what you're doing. My other thought or my other question is around this mythical creatures that most founders are normally chasing, right? Product market fit, right? Just curious to understand one, how you guys internally define it. Do you even define it? Like, is it important to you guys? And what does it look like if you have defined it or if you're yet to actually define it? It's, it's a process. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, currently, we are five years old, and I think you're still generating and coming up with the correct way of doing things yeah. and having the correct product fit. So I'm, I'm talking about, the, for example, currently we have the health demand simulation model that is actually giving us an upper hand. Yeah. And currently, like in Rwanda, we we were subcontracted for to supply all the district all the hospitals 62 hospitals in Rwanda only for the oral care department yeah and so as, as we speak we are trying to collect every single data from these organizations through the Ministry of Health you know and so that's what is happening right now the other question is just to also understand then internally what metric do you guys you know keep tracking internally right so essentially you know, what makes you say our customers are happy, so we are happy, right? So, you know, if you're meeting your team on every Monday or whichever day that you guys meet, so, you know, what are you guys reporting 
that is a key indicator that we are in a good place guys let's keep working on this let's double down on this like what's that metric that you almost you know are obsessive about internally as you guys are building out and are serving your customers at the moment i think our kpis are different one of them so there is the number of customers that we bring in every week the number of referrals revenues definitely i, I would not mention much more on the product range yeah. but these are things that on also subscriptions that we have so we have framework contracts that we are offering our clients on monthly basis so on monthly basis they procure you know fast moving consumables yeah. and then after that they pay within the same month so these are the things that we track to just get to understand how we are evolving as a company so you guys have grown quite tremendously you have operations in Kenya you have operations in Burundi you have operations in Rwanda right so of course to understand so one where did the journey actually start right and then uh, i can imagine that you are able to like build enough muscle in this market which like gives you some confidence that okay cool now we can enter into this market right and then you go into that market and the dynamics are slightly different so being able to, you know just trying to extract one how is that expansion journey sorry across different markets what are some of the challenges that you 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 know you guys face that clearly brought out the differences across this uh, this different markets we began in rwanda yeah. and uh, rwanda was a very good market uh, the reception was very good from the institutions there the transparency then decided to come to kenya a very competitive market congo a very disorganized but a good market and so we saw the differences and the differences were based on actually the the support the government support that we received from the Rwandan government for example and the difference between you know that and Kenya where you know you have to survive getting tenders something has to happen getting deals something has to happen which you know we as you know an ethical and uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I would say <laughs> a company that wants to go by the rule of law yeah. is something that we no want to do and we we are growing but then the challenges were actually based on that you know the transparency bit of it and then when you go to Congo where it's an art to serve market so everything is still not structured yeah. for actually a startup you know to come in and so you have to still configure your company a traditional company do your things the old way register all these documents and sometimes you go to offices and you find people are not around you know you come to Kenya uh, the city council offices are always in your office yeah. you know so it's it's a little bit more of the three markets very different but the the choices that we made is uh i would correct you that we are not in burundi oh sorry yeah um so the difference is with the three countries uh kenya a very big market competitive but you know you can have your share yeah so it's good to be here there's rwanda as well you know perfect market for us and that's where we grew achieved our revenues to a certain level yeah and then congo where we the fast eastern congo where we the fast actually equipments and consumable distributor currently. Oh wow, Con- congrats congrats on that. Thank you. So you bring two points as key challenges, right? So there's the cultural aspect which we can do nothing about. Yeah. But then there's also the competitive landscape or the competitiveness of these different markets, right? So just 
if you can flesh out a bit on the competitiveness of, of, of these markets and to, you know, to essentially bring out like what's the mood that you guys currently have, essentially what's the competitive edge that you guys have that, you know, if, you know, that other, your customers would say, you know what, uh, we'd keep coming back to Vibac Medical as opposed to all the other service providers within this geography. I would say we are data driven. That's one thing. The quality of our products, the pre-selection that goes through it's exemplary from our team, yeah. from our salespeople on the ground, and we have to select a brand with a certain reputation. Yeah. We also have exemplary customer satisfaction and then end-to-end solution. By oh. end-to-end, I mean financing, from financing all the way to after-sales service. The year is 2023. You guys are, are doing so well, so far so good. But then what does the next two to three years look like for you? Is a country expansion, changing business model, a new product? You know, how are you guys thinking about scaling up this business in the next two to three years? We currently have great partners with us. We have partners in China, partners in Europe, and uh, we're looking forward to taking over East Africa, making sure that we have branches in Uganda, yeah. Tanzania, as well as Burundi, if okay. possible. <laughs> and so this is our vision, but also to ensure that, you know, we, the data that we collect really uh, creates impact in the society that we are living in. Because uh, as we speak, is for us, it's starting with the why. Why do we exist? So we exist to make sure that Healthcare is affordable and accessible all over Africa. I'd like to keep asking you multiple questions, but just to respect time, I'd like to close it here. So thank you so much for making time for this, uh, Alex. Truly, truly do appreciate. And yeah, I look forward to the next session. Thank you too. Thank you for hosting as well. To learn more about Biobag Medical, please feel free to reach out to Alex Musyoka and you can also check them out on their website. And with that, this is the factory building in Africa. Alex Musioka have been the founders on this show. Thank you for joining us.